incredibly sad news coming out of the camp of Gilbert Godfrey today. Gilbert Godfrey passed away uh, after a long illness. Probably one of the most iconic voices in comedy and television. And Google Sidney Bernstein if you want to just laugh. Oh, yeah. Because that was his character in Beverly Hills Cop 2. And if you've, if you've seen the movie, then you remember the traffic ticket scene. And if you don't, it's a treat. Mm. Yeah, no question. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk some Blue Raider sports as we bring in the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, who sits in our studio today. And that was awesome. <laughs> I hope you will clip that out. I hope you heard that. Uh, <laughs> Chip, you are in the dimple today. What, what, what brings you to the uh, cool Columbia? Oh, obviously to see you guys. Clearly, that was uh, yes. clearly that's that's the main reason. Motivation. Clearly. Uh, uh, also, uh, well, I had an, uh, I was asked by David Holt uh, out at Central High School to come speak to his broadcasting one class, and uh, went was out there, and it worked out. The timing was good, one thirty to two thirty there, and then uh, slide on in. To, uh, to West 7th Street here to see you guys. and Your old stomping grounds. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think when the last time I was in this building. And and as I came through the front door, looking to the left and the right, nothing is as it was oh, wow. uh, the last time I was. I mean, when I first came in, come in the front door to the left, that was the automation room forever. Then the AM studio. And then you had the the boss's office on the right, which I think that's still probably the same. But, mm-hmm. but up here, uh, I'm you know I'm not sure I've ever been up the stairs, and and I and, <laughs> and, and but here I am upstairs with you guys. Well, we appreciate I, it. I went for the longest without coming up the stairs, but then things changed. I understand. Yeah. So here here we be. Um, broadcast one. How many broadcast classes are there? I'm just. Curious. Uh, I think he. I think there's two. Okay. Two, two years of it, and, and let me tell you. I mean, the his first year kids in high school, which are <clears throat> sophomores, maybe some juniors, but they are putting out stuff that we would have been proud of when after I got to college. I mean, it's incredible what in. The uh, broadcast two students do the live events that they do, all the and I say all the the things that the broadcast one students are doing are non live you know editing packages. Uh, right now they're doing they're doing a project where they're taking a movie trailer and changing it. Like for instance, if they took a comedy movie trailer, they're turning it by using music and re-editing, making it into like a horror film, you know? That's and, good. And so that's, that's pretty good. Pretty good. That, that takes some creativity and they're, they're, they're working on that right now. So it was fun to share some old, uh, some experiences and uh, be reminded just exactly how old I am now. So uh, of the things that, because of the things they have at their fingertips oh, that yeah. we never even dreamed of back in the day. All right. I wish, I, I wish I could, go back that there is a trailer or, or the intro of our broadcast Eagle vision news from 2004, my senior year, we had a 
a broadcast, you know, where we did the morning announcements, right? But it was on YouTube at one point. I want to go find it because you go look at what they're doing now versus what we did. And we're like, my goodness, these 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 kids could step in right now and outdo all of us. Oh, I mean, it, they, they were they were. Uh, I mean, when the first time we ever dealt with green screen and chroma key stuff, it was like magic was yeah, happening. Absolutely. And now they're just whipping stuff out. You know, there was a, a young lady working on a project with green screen today while we were there and, and I'm just okay you know congratulations it's it's, it's really incredible yeah. we, we would invite some of them into intern with us but they'd probably embarrass us so. <laughs> that's a problem yeah no doubt yeah chip um I saw a tweet earlier today um from conference USA regarding track and field athletes of the week and MTSU has one um Abigail Quartang? I think that's correct. And uh, see, they were at the Vanderbilt Invitational. No, they were in Tennessee, in Mm -hmm. in Knoxville. Tennessee Relays, I believe. Yep. And and she set a personal best uh, in her uh, discipline. And uh, so it's – the the, the message there to a lot of us is, yes, track does go on after Dean Hayes and – just shows you what a, an excellent job Keith Vroman has done um, in in uh, recruiting and bringing kids along. Uh, and and now this this they had a they had a good had good finishes. Didn't win the league on either side in the indoor season, but uh, you know the outdoor season is well underway, and we're within what two weeks, I guess, of of that uh, uh, happening or a week uh, within the, the the conference meet because I do know that. Two weeks from Thursday night will be the Raiders' Choice Awards, and we typically have just heard how the outdoor meet had finished when we do those awards. So that's coming up. Quartang up at the UT Relays, um, as you said, personal triple, ju- triple jump, wasn't it? Well, all the jumps. She had a personal best of twelve point seven nine meters in the long jump, and that's thirty her- something. Feet. And her third best jump would have would have won the meet. Oh, really? All three of her jumps were – all three of her legal jumps were better than anyone else's at the meet. In the high jump, she hit a 1.83, which would be number two in the conference to her 1.84 earlier this year. And um, her triple jump from the weekend is the 30th nationally. That ain't bad. Yeah, pretty good weekend for Miss Quartang up in Knoxville. So, so congrats to her. This is the second time she's been named Conference USA Field Athlete of the Week. Yep. So, so absolutely, and uh, you know that that tradition just a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear that any this weekend, did we? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, what else in the borough, Base- sir? Let's talk about baseball because the Sunday sweep was Jaden Ham with six strikeouts to help uh, get that first win, uh, along with Eric Swan. And then Peyton Wigginton, well, he just does Peyton Wigginton things. P. Wiggy. Wow. And he, he was <laughs> he was so tough on, on Sunday afternoon in a – and played two sevens. You know, middle had to play catch-up all Friday. You know, the, the wind was blowing out. Uh, they play in a small park up there. You get it up in the air, and it was, it was getting out. And, and middle just couldn't – couldn't get out of tough spots. 
then they decided to not play Saturday and play a doubleheader on Sunday. And, you know, had a pitcher's duel uh, kind of to win the first one and then came back and, and got got Peyton Wigington rolling. And and uh, when he gets his stuff going, he's pretty doggone tough. And you mentioned Jaden Ham, the, uh, the class I just spoke to, his sister, Riley, uh, was in the class and she came up and said, you probably know my brother. And I said, who, well, who's that? She said, Jaden Ham. I said, well, he's pitching good right now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he really is. Again, six strikeouts on Sunday. He and Eric Swan combined for the, uh, the one run game one. So big wins. That's, that's kind of, you know, baseball's been rolling. I mean, well, they, they, they go down to Auburn, get a series win against a team that just beat Vanderbilt in the two series. or three. So yeah. That, yeah. That right there just shows you this is a really good baseball team. Yeah. They did that. And then they, they opened the conference season with uh, Old Dominion. And Old Dominion came into that weekend 14 and 13 and one uh, and took two out of three in Murfreesboro. But since then, Middle has won series uh, at UAB, home against Western, and now another road series at uh, uh, this weekend. Marshall. Marshall. And then they're coming home for Charlotte in what will be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series uh, against the 49ers. And ironically, the Old Dominion team that was 13-1, and they're now 16-8. and and Middles in in a four way tie for third in Conference USA right now, and and Old Dominion is behind them. So they were like ranked top twenty five, and all of a sudden, thing the wheels have fallen off for the Monarchs. Middle seven and three over their last ten games since yeah. dropping those two of three to ODU, including in uh, that eight four win up at Cookville um, a couple of weeks ago. Got one this afternoon at Lipscomb. Your forehands bunch. Yep. So, okay. Yeah, Southern Miss currently in the top spot, but uh, UAB, UTSA, and Florida Atlantic tied with middle for that number three spot. So it, this is going to come down to the wire for for the remainder of the season. I, I mean, again though, right now middle playing as good as they played all year long. So you you, you got to be excited if you're a Blue Raider baseball fan. Yep, and they've they've uh, you know they've had a couple of games rained out. Uh, they had a home game with Memphis. They're still trying to find a date for that. Uh, they had a rain out at Alabama. They're still trying to work on. Not sure if those will, as you get later in the season, you just you're just squeezing dates and that. You have uh, softball is, is is playing. They they uh, won a series at FIU over the weekend, so they they are they're going to be at home this week. Uh, football is uh, winding up spring practice. They uh, they will have an open practice, no no real game, but an open practice on Saturday at ten thirty uh, in the stadium. So just show up, and uh, there may be some other fun little things to go along with that. I'm sure they'll the coaching staff will uh, come up with some things that'll make that interesting. So after what three weeks ago? No, I guess it's been it's been longer than that. Almost six weeks ago, I guess when we talked about. Uh, Conference USA's football situation. Uh, the new the, schedule's the out. New school, the new schedule is out. and uh, Minus a few folks. 
Yeah, uh, you, it's it looks like what is it an eight game or a nine game? It's an eight game, eight game conference schedule because there's only nine teams, right? That's correct. So it'll be a round robin schedule. That's always good. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so everybody plays everybody. Will there be a conference championship game? You know that's interesting, I, you, and I can't tell you the the answer to that uh, right now. Uh, whether that'll be the case or not, actually, there's eleven. There's eleven schools right now playing football. Playing football, and and you won't. What you did you, is you previously you made up your eight game schedule from thirteen opponents. Now you make up your eight game schedule out of ten different opponents. Okay. Uh, so there's that. What I think will probably happen uh, in basketball is I think you will, and I don't know this, knock on wood, whatever, what I think you're going to see is a 20-game double round robin schedule in basketball Ooh. going from an 18 to a 20, but you would have a true double round robin. That's, an, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. I don't, I don't think it, that's a bad thing either. But is that just for one year? Because next year... Yes, it will be for one year because then you'll lose, uh, you'll lose uh, five that will go to the American. You'll lose uh, Charlotte, um, FAU, North Texas, Rice... And UAB. And UAB. You will then gain at the same time... Uh, Liberty, Jacksonville State, uh, 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 New Mexico State, mm -hmm. and Sam Houston. So you'll lose so five that's games. That's when it's nine teams. Correct. That's what I was thinking. Correct. That's that's right. So it'll be nine teams next year, barring any unforeseen. Any other. That's when you're – yeah, you're talking about 23 yeah. for that, yes. That, barring any unforeseen additions to the conference between now and then, it'll be Or not. subtractions from well, the conference. I, I, I mean, I, uh, let's hope not, uh, yeah. although Western certainly is probably still shopping themselves, <laughs> if but, I had to guess. But, you know, but what that did to the schedule is you already have a um, – uh, your non-conference schedule did not change. Right. You, you open up at James Madison, then Colorado State – then home against Tennessee State, and then you go to Miami. The the uh, the uh, the part that gets a little dicey. Then you go into your conference season, and your first three are UTSA, who went what eleven and one 11 last and one? year. Yeah. Then you go to UAB. That's never fun. And uh, home for Western Kentucky. Uh, let me make sure I got. Yeah, yeah that's those, right. Those are. That, I mean, that is a tough three-game stretch right there after coming off of Miami. Yeah, then you have to play those three. Uh, and then at, at that point, you go to UTEP, which that's another – they they were trip. they had their best year. Uh, it's a great trip for fans, but, it, but they had their best year in a dozen years last year. And then you, you roll out to – La Tech with their new coach. You go to La Tech, come home for Charlotte, and then you're home for FAU – before going to FIU. So you play, end up playing five games, no, one, two, three, four games in the month of, of November. Uh, and the only time you have back-to-back -back home games all year is in November when you have Charlotte and FAU. And that just, I mean, that just goes to show that in any league you play in, it doesn't matter whether it's Power Five, Group of Five, or any other league, your league is tough. Mm -hmm. and, and no matter 
where who you what league you play in, and especially when you go on the road, uh, it's it, it's always tough. And you hope that you make it tough on those coming in to your place as well. So that's what it's all about. Chip, that was fun. Thank you for coming in. Well, if you want to, if you want to stick around, we are going to be giving our top five most iconic numbers in sports. So you can certainly stick around and chime in anytime you feel free. But always good to talk Middle Tennessee well, State. Well, I appreciate it, and it's, like I said, good to be back in the in the hometown today for a bit. And uh, I'm going to slide out the door and uh, head back across. I've got uh, another function coming up in about an hour in Murfreesboro. Mm. Ah, so it's busy day. It, it is a busy day, but we appreciate it. As always, Chip Walters. At Choose Chip. At Choose Chip on Twitter. Not Chip underscore Walters. He lost the password to that, to that one. Got hacked. Got hacked. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody else has the password to that one. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Come back with us here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Iconic sports numbers, our top five after this. 